Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Spooky Barber Babes podcast, but like not really. Um, so this is going to be our inaugural episode in what we are calling the Spooky Hour series. Um, name still kind of in the works, but the thought process behind it was a happy hour and this will include if Crystal or I want to do a separate video, but might include another person or if we do one together, but with a guest and or if we want to do a topic that's we want to talk about but it's kind of off the beaten road of what our usual podcast is so kind of work it in yeah this is going to be our first episode of spooky hour and i have a very special guest and given that it is spooky season it is my joy to introduce a very dear friend of mine who has 11 years working as a scare actor for a very well-known uh, haunt in Middletown, Delaware. Um, and take it away, Tony. <laughs> well, hello, everyone. Thank you for the lovely introduction there, Brie. Um, my name is Tony. And um, well, like she said, I have 11 years in, a, uh, in the scare acting business when it comes to a very good haunt in Delaware called Frightland. Um, we pretty much have eight attractions and they always change up. It's probably one of the hardest jobs I've ever done. But in that same sense as I love Halloween and I love the scare, it's one of the, it's the funnest job I think I've ever had to do and the pleasure to do it and get paid money to do it. So tell us a little bit about Frightland other than the fact that it's the eight attractions and stuff that you told us. Um, it's been around for quite a while, yes? Yes, uh, actually this season we are celebrating our 25th anniversary. So it started around like the lid, like around the nineties, I can't put in like an exact date on it, but it started like around the nineties and it's fan and it's a great cause because everything's donated um, to leukemia research, even the, you know, oh, we don't like the park and everything, but $5 to park and that all goes to leukemia. And we raised a ton of money when I went to that too. It, the whole backstory behind Frightland is pretty much this mad, this guy named Thaddeus, the Jake, Thaddeus Idalia. Pretty much, he went crazy when his <clears throat> his daughter died by by. So you can always bleep this. Yeah, um, trigger warning. <laughs> yeah, trigger warning. It, it it's a dark story. Yeah. And so pretty much, he went mad and conducted all these insane experiments, and and then pretty much that's how Frightland became Frightland. Now that's was, the fictional behind it, kind of yes. like the Doctor Fright of Fright Fest and Six Flags. Okay, yeah, I was correct. like, wait, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not a true. Nothing, none of it's true. Yeah, none of it's true. And the great thing about Frightland also is that every set that we have, excluding our hayride has a backstory to it from our barn the attic the manor the prison ghost town fear and even ravenwood cemetery they all have a backstory that is actually related to the idalia family and it's like i said it's a very unique place because a lot of places don't have like this backstory thing and that's what i love about it it's more like a theatrical event but also with the scare part as well so with being there 11 years, kind of what is your, I mean, obviously you've gone from, you know, just a scare actor 11 years ago to, I mean, you train people and all that now too, right? Oh yeah. Pretty much when I started off my first year is a spot that we call a greeter position. And the greeting position is just pretty much, you tell the story, like I said before, you, you tell the story behind this attraction. And then you tell them the rules, there's like no smoking, no running, don't touch it, don't touch any of the ghouls, 
um, they won't touch you and all that. And then you send them all the way. So pretty much you're the first person they see and you're the longest person that they see for the longest time. And you set the pace for that attraction as well. And now 11 years later, I'm called what they call it. Now call it pretty much almost like not really management, but I oversee my attraction. So pretty much I help people out, um, see if they need anything breaks you need to take a you know maybe it's a water or anything like that but and then i still do the scare acting thing with this new position so what is your favorite character you've portrayed thus far in a season i know you sent me a bunch of pictures which of course i'll overlay in here oh no here we go <laughs> no, no oh no it, it, it pretty much there's oh a it's a happy hour by the way um feel free to open a drink with us Indeed. <laughs> so <clears throat> But yeah, there's two characters, but one is near and dear to my heart just because he's well known around Frightland and he's been on, you know, he's been on some interviews and stuff like that. His name's Bubba. Bubba looks exactly like Bubba looks exactly <laughs> like this. Pretty much a insert cowboy. photo here. Yeah, insert photo <laughs> here. But pretty much Bubba it was just a cowboy. I mean, he he loved the he loved the scared adults. But if there are children around, then he, he will back be nice and then he still creep him out, but not to the extreme that I that you know I would do with the adults. Yeah, that's probably the character that people were like I've heard people say, Oh, where's Bubba? Where's Bubba? Where's Bubba? Like I remember him and you know, and I'm like, oh, look, I'm here. When they see me, they get like the biggest grin on their face and they're so happy to see me. So you went actually on a couple of appearances as that character, right? Like to a radio station? Yeah. Um, that's actually where Bubba was born, actually. We, we went to uh, if the local country station, 94.7. Uh, and actually, we she uh, the one D, this DJ recorded, too. That's like a, a live. Yeah, that was fun. And then because I, I got the character together and I was like, oh, you know, I don't know a name yet because I just threw it together. Then uh, Sky Phillips was like, I'm going to call you Bubba. I'm like, that sticks. So, yeah, I've been... Uh, Bubba's been on the radio and he's been on a couple of uh, news interviews as well with uh, our marketing guy, um, our marketing person. He uh, he got me on there just to kind of give a creature to show up on screen. So I, I know you've done both because, uh, again, we've been friends for years. Do you prefer more of a house or a roam around situation or compare the two? Um, I know you guys have the hayride as well. So mm-hmm. now. That's a good question because I love both, but to me, I love the, like a house or what, or like a walkthrough just because you're in someone's face. Like you're like, you can see, like you can see the fear and the scream and like pretty much, you know, they're pretty much going to be peeing their pants, um, but like their faces. And it like, that gives me such an adrenaline rush. Now I love being, I love like the hayride as well, but it's just, you can make it last longer, but with the tractor movie yet, if you're not, if you're going into someone else's set, it's kind of harder. So to me, I would prefer a house or a walkthrough just because you have that much, you have a little bit more time to get and interact with people on like the hayride. I mean, as you and I have seen at other haunts when we've gone together, like 
sometimes the walk around actors will be in it like in it to win it and then other times Mm -hmm. they're just there I mean I don't know like I said I don't have any experience physically doing it but granted I also get the feeling that anytime you and I ever went it was like they're like they just sense your aura and they just stay away yeah it's like it's like it's like I told like when we first went to Fright Fest together I literally said you know the key thing is to never show your fear once you show your fear to a haunt actor you're done because that you're you're going to be their target, and it doesn't matter if it's a little kid or if you're the biggest guy that lit that benches two hundred pounds and you think you're big. If we can, if we see the fear coming off of your face, you're done. But it's like one of the biggest things is like when you see those people just walking around those things with their shoulders to their ears. I'm like, you realize you might as well just painted a giant red X on your back, yep. right? just put the biggest target on your head so what are okay this kind of leads into that so what are like the do's and don'ts of scare acting i mean for what you can tell me anyway yeah uh yeah pretty much especially with especially with myself like some key rules for me stay away from like the cheesy things sayings like boo or like one no no for us is come play with me just because People can take that the wrong way. And then, you know, people can take advantage of you and that kind of thing. And pretty much, you know, don't try to steal other people's scares. You know, if you know there's an actor here and you're scaring here, don't like go into it. Now, if you want to tag team, that's perfectly fine. But when you rob someone of that scare, it just takes away from them and it kills, it just kills the vibe for them personally. And that, and the main thing is, don't stimulate an aggressive situation we'll probably talk about this later i have a bunch i have a good amount of stories of me literally getting hurt or hurting myself and i still have repercussions to this day about it yeah and yeah like i said we'll get into that later because it's kind of half the reason we're here so what is probably the uh the best scare story or best quote someone has said to you uh you can give me a couple or even i mean heck i'm sure you've got a million so i have a few some of them don't don't partake me personally but the one i'll never forget and i always say this as long as i live it was the best it was my first year i was the greeter like i said before and we had this family had a grandma a mom, dad, a couple of kids, and they all, it was like a group of five or six. So they came up, I told my spiel, and then they went on their way. The way this house was set up, it made, I could disappear, like out of thin air. Like they see me and then I go, and then I go. Then, so I did that on slow nights. They come in and I do my scare. The grandma bops me on the head like the old V8 commercials looks at me dead in the eyes and said you need jesus i'm like (laughs) and i i had to bite my i had to bite my tongue and let them go told my ticket taker i said give me a minute and i I shut the door i shut the door and i started howling I was laughing so hard. I was like, I can't do that. Just happened to me. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that was like, that's like the number one in my book for, with, with the story because I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Now, I also remember, I want to say it was 
last year because it was the COVID season. I was in one of our sets and I was Baba. I was leaning up against the, uh, I was leaning up against the bar um, and I had my head, my hat tilted down. That's why they couldn't really see my face. And he thought I was just a mannequin. And my girl on the bar got this woman so bad. She was probably like a five foot six woman. I saw a five foot six vertical to five foot six horizontal in like a second. And she and she hit hard. Like it like it was a foot on, on the hardwood floor. And I and of course I'm like, is she okay? Is she gonna move? <laughs> so you said something about uh earlier we you said something about family and kids. So what do you mm-hmm. think is an appropriate age for haunts? Obviously, people are gonna do what they're gonna do. Right. They're gonna go against their better judgment and bring children that it might not necessarily be an appropriate event for. Mm-hmm. But what do you as a scare actor think is an appropriate age? To me, when because I with this, I have three levels. I have because there are some people that do bring newborns into into haunted houses. So oh yeah. Traumatizing like young guys, traumatizing young. There's yeah, there's uh there's a few times that I had to like turn something off. That's why a wheelchair could, could try to go through our stuff. Not a wheelchair, a stroller, sorry. But with that, I don't do anything. I just stand there. I look at them and they look at me, but I don't do anything. Now for toddlers, I'll do like a creepy movement. I'll wave at them. I'll be nice to them, but I'll be like in that creepy tone of voice and everything. Now for me to go full force and, and I know that you can handle it. I would say like 12 to 13 and up just because you're in that getting close to that teenage you know middle school high school age that if you come through and we are you know if you get someone who is very good at their job and can very like be traumatizing then and scary then we know you could handle it yeah subjectively Um, anyway subjectively yes from from a from a first look at you then we can pretty much know you can handle it. Yeah, so around that 13, that 12 to 13 age, I think is a really good time for someone to go to a haunted house and experience experience something like Frightland gives. Because I'm pretty sure even Universal and Bush Gardens both recommend not anything under the age of 13 for that reason. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously those can be very... Yeah over the top like, yeah, I mean yeah, the budget's a lot higher <laughs> yeah it's, it's just pretty much if you're going to stuff like the extreme haunts then definitely 18 and up when you oh, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but stuff for like, like your family haunts like um I know there's Bates Motel um uh Penhurst Asylum um Frightland 301 Devil's Playground like those kind of places then yeah like 13 and up is a good it's a good place so I know you've been uh, kind of been to the like on the more extreme side as the as a scare actor. So what are your th- thoughts on some of the more extreme haunts that require um, an exuberant cost and a waiver, et cetera? Let's not say the direct name to not get sued. Because uh, <laughs> I've heard he's pretty good about doing that. With the extreme haunts, like the one I have done, it's something completely different. It's not like anything you will ever experience. And when I go to these other places, yeah, I, I love going to haunted houses that will never die, but it kind of like numbs me that like these 
scares now, except for like, you know, the sudden impact, which which will get a startle out of me and flinch. But I mean, the thing is, it's just, if you want to try it, go ahead. But you just have to get into the mindset. These types of haunts are meant to literally break you down mentally. To the point of. (laughs) Yeah. When like, you're going to feel like you just did a marathon mentally and you're going to be exhausted. I'll put a um, link in the description below as an example of one of those. Um, yeah, I don't know how much therapy could combat well, something <laughs> to yeah. that nature. Well, I mean, I mean, perfect example, like my friend who we did it with, Shelby, we went to, there was a part in the haunt that we did that she was on a dentist chair, leaned back. And since it was supposed to be like this post-apocalyptic um, like game show thing, I technically won the first thing. So I had to like literally waterboard her and she couldn't sleep on her back for like three weeks because, because of it. And it was, and like, it was dark. So I could, I guess the only had like the washcloth, like from here up, I couldn't see it. And so when I was pouring the water bottle on her face, she gagged. I was like, It's, like, a thing. it's a good thing you guys are friends because yeah that was that's one way to ruin a friendship <laughs> but that's why i was saying like it's a completely different experience with these with this extreme stuff and there's some haunts that even do blackout or extreme nights for like one night so you get that really extreme like haunt style but it's at a place that you know. <laughs> we just had to take a moment and laugh because I barely have taken a sip out of my damn beer. And uh, of course we'd be on camera and my chest would decide to have a major freak out. So don't mind that. I'm totally fine. I promise. So <laughs> basically uh, between the extreme haunts and the family haunts, I'd obviously know that the major difference is the extreme ones. You have to kind of pay into it a little bit and then obviously there's a waiver that comes with it what are kind of the like where is the line I guess between the family haunts and the extreme haunts obviously the extreme haunts they're touching you like no questions asked but that's pretty much the line is the touching aspect it to me personally in my opinion because at a family haunt, yeah, they could probably like graze your shoulder to like mess with your hair. Or like a lot of times when I wear my hat, they'll take it off, turn it back and flip it on, put on backwards. They'll mess with my, they'll do that. But with the extreme, oops, sorry, but the extreme aspect, they are grabbing you. Like they are grabbing you. They can take you away from someone. I remember like the couple of times, the couple of times that we did an extreme night, we did a blackout night that you know, I would do like the fake, like have my arm down here. So it looks like I'm holding him, like I'm holding him and dragging him away. So that to me is the line between a family haunt when they can just gra- like graze you or like touch you mess, like barely lightly touch you to the extreme where they're like forcibly taking you away from something or grabbing you or like just pretty much in a sense, manhandling you. So out of the haunts you've been to um, and obviously the one that you know you work for kind of has its own kind of ranking um but what would you say the favorite haunt that you've been to outside of the one you work for is oh that's a good question when they were because to me i love when they put they get an old building 
like Eastern State Penitentiary or rest in Penhurt. Peace. No pun intended. Rest in peace. I know. <laughs> but I, but I'm excited for their. I'm actually going to go to their Halloween night thing um, because that looks like fun. But places like Penhurst, Eastern State Penitentiary, that pretty much convert the pretty much use the surroundings, even like Queen Ma- the Queen Mary haunt on the ship. They just do. They create this atmosphere. And they use the building to their advantage and they use stuff from the building. I think that creates, to me, a more different experience. And those always top for me. So Penhurst is a great, great haunt to go to. I go there. I try to get there every single year. I'm an hour from it now. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So Eastern State, when they did, when Terror Behind the Walls was around, that was awesome as well. I, that's definitely up in the top five for me. There was this place, I want to say it's the Devil House out in Pittsburgh that I'd been to. And it's a, it was a very low haunt, low budget kind of haunt, but the actors were great. And that's, and that's all that it takes. Like you can put animatronics all over the place and think you got a great haunt, but nothing will compete with flesh and blood charging at you and getting in your face. It's a mm, the flesh. Yeah. And that's like a, so yeah, double house. That's another one. I would definitely, those would definitely be my top three if I had to choose for sure. So bucket list haunts, name your top three. I already one, know two of them. I said, but... <laughs> I say, you know, I say, come on, you know, like my top ones, Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. So that's like that's numero uno on my thing, on my bucket list. Um, there's that one. Um, I would also love to. Um, what's the other one? There, there's a, there's actually quite a few. Yeah, definitely Universal. That's like major. What was the other one you were thinking of? Both the Bush Gardens, Hollow Scream. Oh yeah, Bush Hollow Scream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you voiced a interest in that a few years ago yeah. and going and yeah. then we just never could make it work right but yeah there's that and then ooh, top three the last one ooh. oh there's this one down i think it's in georgia called nevermore and it's apparently like number one like intense and terrifying it's yeah it's amazing it's like a great thing i hear all kinds of great reviews i've seen videos so definitely that would be number three. So I was going to say, this kind of is going to lead into our last little uh, bit. Um, people are the worst. <laughs> what is your biggest Amen pet peeve that. during fright, fest se- or fright season? Biggest pet peeve is pretty much uh, is when like, I'm trying to put this nicely. <laughs> it's pretty much is when you call actors out. Like, let's say I'm standing in a corner and you're the first one to come around and you see me. Oh, there's someone over there. Uh, Like, really, dude? Yeah, you see me. Don't ruin the experience for anyone else. I always hated that, especially even going to even going to different haunts. And I've been in groups with people that do that. I'm like, seriously? It's like like you're ruining the experience for the rest of the group even the group that you came to it doesn't matter if you try to be big and bad for the lady or whoever your love interest is don't just don't do that because you're just going to ruin it and you're going to ruin it for everyone else and you paid money to get into it so just you know go through and enjoy it 
And I think you even kind of broke it down for me the one time too, the one house that we went through Mm -hmm. uh, when we went to Six Flags, like everybody was bottlenecking and Mm -hmm. people were just ruining it because they didn't want to proceed forward. (laughs) And (laughs) there's a lot of things, but that's like the biggest one for me as a big pet peeve of mine. So I was going to say, and I know, cause I, I know you post, you know, you're very passionate and post about this every year. Shelby's mm-hmm. very passionate and post about this cat does. So I'll let you kind of go into a little bit of spiel, a little bit of a PSA, if you will, before we wrap up our happy right. hour. <laughs> so like she, like you said, I'm very, very, very passionate about it because I had friends who got severely hurt because of this. When you come to a haunt, it could be where I work, it could be wherever your local haunted house is, wherever you want to go, please do not hit the scare actors intentionally. Trust me, we know the difference between a, like a reaction when you know, your fight or flight instincts come in. We'll usually brush that by because you'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. But if you're trying to start a fight or you know oh they made they embarrassed like let's say they embarrassed you and you want to take it out on us remember you came to us for entertainment so don't just don't come here looking for a fight because like i said like with going back to the battle scar thing i messed up my knee one time at frightland and the first time i did it yeah it was my own accord i was trying to do a scare my left knee went right into a post so this was my third year when that happened. But then a, a couple of years ago, when I was down, when I was in the greeting position again, someone, I did my thing and then someone just donkey kicked me right into my bad knee. And I, it's still messed up. I'm one of those people now that know when the rain's going to come in because I can feel it in my joints. So. <laughs> and you're almost 30. So like, and I'm almost, <laughs> and do I have to put my age on this thing? I'm just kidding. <laughs> But just don't come to, just don't come to your haunted local haunted house looking for a fight. Come through, enjoy your evening. We want to entertain you. We want to scare you. We're not trying to we're not trying to do anything more. We're just there to entertain you guys. I put it this way: like you wouldn't attack a Broadway singer if you didn't like the person that was playing the lead role. You right. would sit there and enjoy the show. Right. And if you didn't, I mean, well, that's on you because those tickets are hella expensive. So, (laughs) but it's, you know, you wouldn't just straight up donkey kick the broad, you know, the the singer playing Christine just because like you didn't like how she looked. Right, exactly. It's just, it's a bad look on you. And if we catch you doing that, you're going to get kicked out. And assault charges. (laughs) Yeah, and so you're going to get kicked out and- security is going to get you and if you know there's no and a lot of haunts there's no refunds so you just went through let's say one one attraction and ruined it for the rest of the night because you wanted to be dumb well thank you so much tony for giving us a bunch of insight obviously uh being spooky season that is why i wanted to have a scare actor on here because i can imagine some of you guys might be going to those things um if those of you are in the delaware area tony how long does frightland run this year we have 10 more days so we are open now um thursday friday saturday sunday for two weeks so this week and the week after so hollow this week and halloween weekend 
And then our last weekend is the first weekend in November. So yeah, definitely come on out and you will have probably one of the best times of your life with us. And as you said, proceeds go to a good cause. A lot of it goes to leukemia research. So of course that's very important. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So thank you guys so much for coming to this spooky hour, spooky happy hour. We don't really know what it's going to be called. Um, I don't know how happy we're going to be getting in this happy hour if this happens on camera every time, but you know what? (laughs) You got to change up your alcohol. You know, apparently, <laughs> I don't even know. About it. I, apparently. <laughs> and thank you again, Tony, for joining us because this was thank fun. I definitely knew I wanted to have you on at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't know what the context of the thing is. So we hope to do a lot more of these. But I know Tony's into a lot of the same stuff that Crystal and myself are in. So we've talked if about having- If you couldn't tell- yeah he's got a lot of uh yeah but I I, honestly though a lot of the stuff behind me he also is kind of at fault for so yeah yeah that that and your uh actually I was gonna say I finally have them hung up but you can't really see the two on the bottom there he got me at it yeah the one on the this side is Stu from Scream and then the other side is Andrew mm-hmm. Alexander Breckenridge but he got me those at a uh convention when I was homesick with food poisoning because I was supposed yep. to be going to said convention so <laughs> <laughs> and the best Matthew Lillard video ever I still keep that eight second video on every single time all right you guys well we will see you guys on our next scheduled episode we have no idea when that is gonna be but until then stay spooky and we will see you guys later Bye. See you guys.